Spielman and Hooley, We Tackle Life podcast. I created a problem. Hemisphere has created a problem. In the in Spielman household? Yes. Uh-oh. You want to know what it is? I, I, I shudder to think what it is. So I introduced Carrie to Hemisphere. Your Coffee. lovely wife, Carrie. And the problem is the pods are disappearing faster than I would like. Wow. Because now she is... I just wanted her to taste it. Apparently, she has to think she can drink it now all the it's time. Tasted and approved. She's approved it. She, wants, she has approved it. And uh, now crisis averted in the yeah. uh, Spielman household. Yeah, as of yesterday afternoon about uh, 4 p.m. Yeah. I actually brought the missus out to the hinterlands. You did? Yeah. Yeah. She Very impressed with packed, the landscape. Packed, uh, you know, supplies and <laughs> water and all that. To, no, it's just dangerous like driving. Don, like out. the Donner Party making it out here. To it's the just uh, very dangerous driving out here. Of course just, it is. I mean, is people, it any less dangerous in the afternoon than it is here in the wee hours It's more the dangerous in the afternoon. It is. Because, more people. Yeah, but they go, nobody abides by the speed limit in this place. Nobody. You understand that? <laughs> Take it up with the authorities. And, and by the way, in, in speaking, and this is a PSA, yeah. to all morning um, bikers and joggers when the sun's not up, when you're running and there's a perfectly nice sidewalk, run on the sidewalk. Absolutely. And it's not uneven. It's one black, smooth piece of blacktop. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're not going to run on the sidewalk, then isn't the rule that you walk, run, so you can see the traffic coming? I thought so. Run, against, you, run against traffic. Run against traffic and you ride with traffic. Yeah. And so there was a young lady running in the hinterlands. That's on the wrong side of the road. No reflectors, Bruce. Nothing. Wow. And this car that was in front of me swerved quickly. And she was on the road wow. running. That's not smart. And so, and for bikers, hey, I, I'm all about it, man. You know, I'm on the 6,000-mile quest, so I get your passion for biking, although I can't mm-hmm. stand riding a bike, stationary or moving. Hate it, but I do it. But just have reflectors on so people can see you. I mean, I think that's just common sense for your protection and the driver's protection. There's your PSA for today. Wonderful. Fantastic. And if you're jogging in your man, wear a shirt. No shirtless joggers. No Nobody sh- wants to see that. No. No shirtless joggers. Not And in bicycle pants makes you a double violator. <laughs> There'll be stringent penalties for that. Uh, we want to welcome everybody to the Wednesday, August 19th edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. We are live on Facebook today. Friday, we'll be live on Facebook Twitter, wow, and YouTube. How, what, what do you uh, credit these technologies? I credit uh, our friends to. at StreamYard. It's a new cool service that I found. Yeah. It streams you live on multiple platforms. I thought it streamed you on multiple platforms. They're not platforms. our friends. Well, they are today because their service is free. <laughs> uh, but when you stream on multiple platforms, they're not as friendly, at least financially. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll make it happen on uh, Friday when we give away... $250 to four people, $1,000 total with our COVID-19 relief drawing. So get those nominations in. Um, SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com. SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com. We have the capacity today to take your questions and comments. If you're watching us on Facebook, you can type a comment into the chat, and I am led to believe that it will pop up here on my screen and on a screen you all can't see, which is our... Uh, big monitor so Spiels and I can see the comments as you send them in. Yeah. I love to talk to you. I love taking questions or Absolutely. hearing your comments and big comments by Governor DeWine yesterday. While I was on my way to Hemisphere yesterday to pick up your coffee, mm-hmm. Governor DeWine, uh, he teased us. He made us 
wait and wait and wait and wait. Uh, Dr. Jimmy Borchers, former long snapper at Ohio State, Centerville yeah. Elk, friend of Kirk Herbstreet. He's Elk on Herbie, Herbie's personal medical staff. <laughs> uh, I, I just laugh. Uh, Herbie and I went to the Big Ten tournament one year when we worked together at the fan, and he had like three guys with him. Uh, Jimmy Borchers, uh, Jared Zwick, I think. Yeah. And another guy who was a doctor, he had like he had like a general practice doctor, a podiatrist, and a dentist. There you go. And I'm like, you're the only guy I know who travels with your own medical staff. <laughs> so all three of his friends were uh, physicians good. of some sort. That's good. So yeah, so uh, Dr. Jimmy gave us the lowdown on myocarditis and all kinds of things, and then the governor came on, and then his mic cut out. Like the most widely anticipated DeWine right. press conference in months and his mic cut out and I don't know if he kept going or if he stopped but my I was listening to, to the feed on WLW radio uh, and then I got it on the iHeartRadio app but he went dark for a while but anyway we're going to play sports in Ohio with testing and I don't know all the whys and we're going to be testing every week is- I, I, I don't know what that is because I don't really think it's relevant I think what's relevant for us is it's up to the parents, it's up to the schools, and given what the Big Ten did, it's a novel approach. And many people are now going to be more angry that Ohio State can't play because if high school football can play in Ohio, why can't Ohio well, State? Well, right now, um, taking it more to a local level, I received a text last night that in Upper Arlington, uh, from my understanding, that they're leaning toward uh, no sports. At Upper Arlington, where the town just, that I'm saw, from. I just saw them tweet out their schedule. Like, when they're on the Big Ten play, and they it, just tweeted their schedule like two days a, ago. I guess they had a Board of Education meeting, and they're going to leave it up to the Franklin County Board of Health, who's already nixed oh, yeah, the idea there. for the Columbus City Schools. So they're denying those kids the option to choose whether they play sports. And now Upper Arlington, I am told... And those of you that live in Columbus know of Upper Arlington. It's a great community and, and, you know, great schools and all that stuff. But I am told that the board and the superintendent are going to take the recommendation of the Franklin County Board of Health. And we already know what the recommendation of the Franklin County Board of Health is, is to have no sports. And so if Upper Arlington takes that direction, and I can't imagine... I got to believe it's legit for this very reason, Bruce, is that there's a p- petition going around right now to save Upper Arlington sports. I would imagine. And so I signed that petition. And so, you know, who knows? And it just breaks my heart. Every time I hear one of these stories, it breaks my heart. I mean, I had a, I had a couple tweets yesterday. And by the way, Governor DeWine doesn't say, is not giving an order that there's sports. He's no. passing the buck. That's what he's doing because nobody wants to stand up and be the reason why we succeed or be the reason why you fail. And I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been tweeting some stuff out on, and, and I know I you have, yes, I have, have thoughts and theories yeah. on, on leadership. Yeah. I have thoughts and theories on leadership. And one of the, the keys to being a leader that I've noticed over the years, and I'm, and this is not just with sports, it's any leader in business, it's it's church Leaders at a church, leaders in the military, leaders in businesses, leaders in in sports. The the great thing about leaders, and this is you know goes all the way back to my thought on Kyrie Irving and LeBron James during that championship. Mm-hmm. 
if you're a leader, you can't be afraid to be the reason why you win and you can't be afraid to be the reason why you lose. Mm-hmm. And great leaders think like that. That's right. And I think from now, uh, nobody wants to stand up and, and sit there. If I were Governor DeWine, what I would have said yesterday is there's risk playing sports. COVID could and will probably happen. The bigger risk, and I don't think this is even up for debate, is what's going to happen to kids, and especially in high-risk areas. Yeah that there's no sports involved where the structure is removed. And, you know, I'm fortunate. Uh, my daughter starts school today. Her schedule is from 8.05 to 11.05. She has to sit in a room, have a camera on her, and stare at a computer for three hours, mm. has an hour for lunch, and from 12.05 to 3.05, she must report back to her chair, sit in a room, and have a camera on her for three hours. And we wow. paid another, as a school system, another $150,000 so the school system can go buy an online school system. So, you know, nobody wants to say, I'm willing, I'm making the decision based on solely one thing. The risk is greater not having these kids in school and playing sports and extra extracurricular activities than it is of them getting COVID. And the consequences are greater. The thing about it is we tend to oversimplify this if we don't have sports if we don't have school no one will get COVID it's like saying I'd like to lose 20 pounds so I'm not going to eat and I'm not going to drink anything I'm not going to eat anything I'm not going to drink anything well yeah you'll lose 20 pounds you'll also die soon you know you'll starve yourself to death or you'll die from you know thirst you have to approach it thoughtfully. And that's the subject of an email that we get from Sarah. Hey, before you read that, I just saw Dave Hopper. Yeah. That's my NRA. Uh, oh, nice. Gun instructor, Dave, former Marine. Thank you, Dave, for your service, sir. Absolutely. Dave and sends us a good morning He's uh, via Facebook. And yeah. you can all do that on Facebook. Send us a question, an observation, anything. We'll put it in the chat and uh, respond to it here. Uh, Sarah emails the show, and you can uh, email the show, Podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Good morning, gentlemen. I saw the August 14th report from the CDC and wanted to share it. Speaks to the severity of the parallel pandemic that no one is talking about. If you go to chart uh, the chart on page four and look at the stats, you can see that in the age group 18 to 24, 25% say they have seriously considered suicide in the last 30 days. That's one in four. Mm-hmm. What are we doing to these kids? I don't think we're thinking about Sarah largely what we're doing to these kids. It's in, in, I, I have strong feelings, Sarah. I would just say I am going to pound this to no end that when you have people who lack courage, this is what you get when everybody's afraid to be the reason. And that, that is very difficult to do. Nobody's saying this is an easy decision for anybody that has the ability or, or in a position to make this decision. You have to weigh the risk and what is the greater risk. And that's how you make your decision. It's, it's a hard decision, yet it's simple because there should be no decision made on this or there shouldn't be no, no choice on this. What's the greater risk to kids? What's, 
In Upper Arlington, there were 15 kids that had COVID, Bruce. 15 kids that had COVID. Zero, uh, uh, all recovered. Zero went to the hospital with yeah. COVID. I don't want to turn this every day into a gripe session I want to about turn it COVID. Into, but, I want to talk about leadership. Yeah, though. leadership. And I will say that um, leadership is not what I think we're seeing at North Carolina, what I think we're seeing at Notre Dame. We are... In fantasy world, if we think that a virus will not spread when you congregate a lot of people together like they're doing on college campuses, I don't know why North Carolina is now, you know, shutting down. They had four, they had four clusters, four groups. Okay, well, they had like five groups of five people test positive. Mm -hmm. They don't, we don't get a number on how many are hospitalized. How many are in dire hospital situations? Notre Dame is going. We're shutting everything down. You're not allowed to leave the dorms. You can, you know, all online learning. Michigan State last night shut everything down. Okay. Don't come back to campus. All this stuff. You you certainly are not leading if you're not operating in the clarity of knowing that if you bring students back to campus, and let's be clear, they're bringing students back to campus because they they know they can't charge the same if. They have the parents are going to gripe if the students are at home and you're charging them the exact same amount of money because the most money of a yearly cost of college is room and board. If right. they're not living on campus, why are we paying room and board if they're living in my basement? You know, so but if you're going to bring them back, they're going to test positive and you have to know that ahead of time to let them come back for a week and then oh they're testing positive. Oh, shut it down. Come on. That's just not leadership. You got to part of leadership is is knowing the facts, knowing the risks, assessing the risks, and pushing through with a parallel plan, with a with a with a plan, an action plan for how you're going to deal with it. Strategies, objectives, a purpose, a mission, all those things are part of leadership. Well, yeah, and the sports are going to continue, at least at North Carolina, because quite frankly, the byproduct of going to all online classes is that the athletes are now even more protected yeah, yeah. and an even bigger reason why they should yeah, be playing football, yeah. correct? Correct. It's, it's, and by the way, is Kevin Warren ever going to come out and make a know. statement? I don't know. I, I, are I, any presidents going to come out and make a statement? Well, here's the latest is that, you know, this vote, we were trying for a week, we were trying to figure out what, what was the vote? Who voted and what was the vote? We heard Dan Patrick report, I don't know, two weeks ago, 12 we to 2. 12 to 2. Oh, no, no, no. There, there was no vote. Big Ten said there was no vote. Not 12 to 2. Okay, well, what, how was the decision made? And what was the vote? If you want to correct incorrect information, the best way to correct incorrect information is to own what the correct information was. But if you don't put out what the correct information was and how the actual decision was made, people are going to assume that the original report was correct and you don't want to admit it. So now... Penn State Athletic Director Sandy Barber, Minnesota's president, have both essentially said, well, yeah, there really wasn't a vote. It was just a discussion. <laughs> so now we may not even have had a vote. So then who then who makes the decision? Well, I think then it, was, it goes uh, back to Kevin Warren. Has back to Kevin Warren. Yeah. So the presidents are, are basically saying, has I read all this stuff? Yeah. The presidents are basically saying, hey, don't put this on us. He's the one that made the yeah, decision. Yeah. He's the guy. He's as I said. He's you know, they're following the old they Chris, Chris Carter strategy. Got to have a fall guy. They can't find him. No, they can't find him. Randy Wade's going to look for him though. Randy Wade, the so, father yeah. of Sean Wade, 
uh, has tweeted his airline itinerary. He's going to Chicago, and he says uh, Friday wants everybody to meet him at the Big Ten offices to pick at the Big Ten offices. Do you envision Spiel's Kevin Warren coming out? Oh, look. And while Kevin Warren is staring at all those plaques of himself being named Big Ten Commissioner, <laughs> he happens to scan out his uh, window, and he goes, oh, oh, there's a bunch of people down there with picket signs. I ought to go talk to him. Do you, do you expect that the people are going to get to talk to Kevin Warren? Uh, well, from his, I mean, I'm only looking at his history. It could change. I would say no. I would think not. Because he's not, and when he's talked, he's not answered any questions, honestly. So, I don't know. I admire uh, the parents going out and doing everything they can to try to help them because here's a tweet I wrote yesterday that got some attention. And this is you, this is me, this is every parent listening. And this is just a philosophy that I had. And I was kind of, I don't know why I was on a Twitter thing yesterday, but I was because I'm mm -hmm. trying to help the best I can. And this is in regards, now it's going to be the Upper Arlington parents of athletes. As a parent, no matter the odds, it is always worth fighting for our sons and daughters at a chance to pursuing their dreams. They're greatly. And to me, people say, well, how can high school sports be a dream? It's a dream of many kids mm -hmm. to play for their high school, to be in the band, to star in the, in the fall production, right? To, Upper Arlington has a tremendous uh, choir group and whatever those other choir things were, you know, that when they're smaller groups, ensembles or whatever they're, yeah, yeah. whatever they're called. They have so many great things. And to keep denying everybody these opportunities that will create a lifetime of experiences is just beyond belief to me. I don't understand it. I don't understand where there's somewhere that within this school system or somebody within the decision-making process saying, yes, there's risk. Of course there's risk, but eventually we have to push through or we're going to end up hurting everybody and basically taking and putting our fear on a younger generation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But here's, if you lead with fear, you're going to get fear. If you lead with courage, you're going to get courage. It's that simple. One thing that I saw yesterday that I thought was interesting, um, the actor Kevin Sorbo tweeted that wearing masks has been used in some countries as a way to dramatically impact the uh, mental attitude of, the self-image of, people so they think of themselves as less than they otherwise would if they're not allowed to let their countenance be seen this is he uh cited and is um i don't I, I didn't read the study but that this is a strategy in uh some middle eastern countries that the reason why you know women have been made to cover up is not necessarily modesty it's because they want the women to think that they're less of less importance than the man Mm. And I, again, that's, you know, I'm sure a very controversial opinion of his, but I do wonder what it does to little kids when they can't see the face of their teacher. I mean, we all can remember when we were in school and we had a bond with the teachers that we interacted with, the adults that we interacted with, whether they were helpers or teachers or whatever. If all you're seeing is a person's eyes, you miss much of the, the facial, you know, interactions and body language can be communicated by a smile, by a frown, by a this, by that. Right. And the and most, the highest percentage of communication 
is nonverbal communication. It's not just what you say. I think for me personally, this is um, something that I think about that most people don't because unlike most people, I have a brother who is deaf. My brother communicates by reading lips. This is a terrible time for him. He goes in stores and people, you know, I'm, I, it's no fault of anyone that they don't, right? That they, that they assume he can hear because 99.9 some percent of people can. He cannot. So people are talking to him. He doesn't hear it. With the masks on, he can't even see that their mouths are moving. And it's a very difficult time for bad him for yeah. oh, to man. go to a store to try to get something done. Somebody talks to him. He doesn't hear it. Then they get upset. And, I mean, it's just, you know, you know, how there are a lot of different levels to this that we don't think about. You know what? Know what? Uh, how it's changed me. I was in a place yesterday. Um, social distancing was very possible. Big building, but you know, there's just a few people mm-hmm. walking in the lobby, and so I walked in, and it was a long walk from the car. And I just there was nobody around. I for, I realized I forgot my mask. Mm-hmm. I, I did the, that the, the other day too. A, 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 Bad air, right? I've made a horrible mistake. So all of a sudden, a lady comes around a corner with the mask on. The first thing I did was, I'm sorry, I forgot my mask in the mirror. And I raised, like, if you're on Facebook, mm-hmm. you can see I can raise. I raised my shirt over my face just yeah. to. I, I didn't want to make any. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. So I can see how, but that's because I'm a rule follower, and mm-hmm. if I break the rules, I I I feel responsible. So well, I, you also have compassion for your fellow right. man, and you don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to put anybody at ease. And I, I found myself, and I ran into two other people. And again, it's a big building. We were on the other side of the hallway, but I noticed that I was being surveyed. And I'm. I'm. Sometimes people might recognize. I'm not sure. saying that in no, a cocky way. They might, way. No, they no, might they recognize might. Sure, who I am. So people sometimes look at me, but they this time they were looking at me, and I realized I didn't have a mask on, and. I am I sincerely sorry and apologizing to everybody that I forgot my mask in the car, but I adjusted. I don't know if it helps or doesn't help, yeah. but I put my shirt Did over the best my face. Could, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a strange time for sure. Uh, we uh, hope that most high schools can play sports for the benefits of it. You know, in all the areas we've talked about, mental health, bonding, yeah. personal affirmation, things like that. Um, but schools have the option, and Chris outlined that UA is not. You get, you guess, there's a movement afoot for UA just, not to I'm, play. I'm tweeting out the petition now because okay. Columbus City Schools. Let me ask whatever, you. What the governor announced yesterday is not going to help Columbus City Schools. No, he's, it, he's allowing. And uh, I want to. I'm going to pursue I, something right, you said earlier. You I, said Governor go Dewine passed the buck. Do you think he? I. He could have stopped it, but he, he, he kind of did pass the buck. But I think in this case. That pass the buck is a phrase that people assume is a bad thing. I think right. in this case, he's allowing, he's doing what we've said we think the right. Big Ten should do is allow the schools that want to play to sure. play and the ones that can't play don't play. Yeah, so I, I, guess you're I don't. Right. I wondered if you meant that critically or if people might take that more critically than you mean it. I, I think he made the right call letting I'm, places decide because when you look at the map of the state of Ohio, we got all these different colors. Right. It's silly to make. Somebody in Western Ohio do what somebody in Eastern Ohio ought to do. A country school in Western Ohio shouldn't abide by the same rules, shouldn't have to abide by the same conditions right. of COVID that persists, say, in Youngstown or Warren. Well, I think he's doing is you do what's best for you, but but he's only doing that for sports. He's not doing that for everything That's else. That's true. He's not. So 
you know, what do you want me to tell you? I, yeah. I mean, you can't, you, you know, you, you, know. Can, you can't have it both ways, right? So do that for businesses. Let, let, them, let them make their decisions or whoever you're deferring the decision to, let the decisions in Western Ohio or, or businesses yep. in Western Ohio make their decisions. So, you know, in this, in this sense, passing the buck was a good thing for mm -hmm. sports, although it's going to hurt apparently Upper Arlington and Columbus City Schools and other school districts around. So, you know, but let's do that for everything. I wish you would do this <laughs> But so, you know, what I guess the answer is you it depends on if if it applies to you or not. Yeah. Well, in this case, I applaud that he's letting schools make the decision. Uh, I think the rural leagues are going to play. Hopefully some city leagues will. I know in Parma, they're Parma's a is I think it's the biggest suburb of any city in Ohio. Uh they're city manager, mayor, whatever, is pushing to get all sports in Ohio moved to the spring. None of your business, Parma. You know, yeah. don't make little Jonathan Alter High School, although they're <laughs> D2, abide by the rules, you know, that Parma Padua and Parma Normandy and all those other yeah. schools have to abide by. Because it's not the same. Trust me. I've lived in both places. Yeah. Uh, you can, if you listen to the beginning of the podcast, know that I uh, furthered uh, harmony in the Spielman household yesterday by making a Short drive to Mechanicsburg, Ohio. And, give, give, give. That's all you do, Putting Bruce. together a couple boxes, Andy and uh, Paul put together a couple boxes of Hemisphere K-Cups for uh, Chris and Carrie. Uh, they can do the same for you, of course, but here's something maybe that you hadn't thought of that they've just now started to get into, and that's gift packs. Oh, really? Corporate gifts, things sure. like that. Birthday gifts, anniversary gifts, things like that. You say, well, you know, I'm intrigued by Hemisphere, Bruce, but I don't really know... Which kind to get? Well, they've got you covered. You can order uh, their World of Coffee gift pack. It's 21 bucks. I think it's 6 bucks for shipping. You get five 3-ounce single-origin coffees. So you get to sample five different kinds. And so that lasts about eight hours from my house. Yeah, 3 ounces will make a nice big pot of coffee. Okay? But they have others. They have a Christmas sampler. They've got a couple uh, different types. You want a bigger bag. You want you don't know if you like house blend or if you like Jamaican me crazy. They can send you both those. Uh, Fifteen pack of K cups gives you a really good, you know, uh, assortment. So try that. Go to their website hemispherecoffeeroasters.com. Uh, click on gift selections and you can see what they have. You can also get tea and chocolate gift packs or coffee and chocolate mm -hmm. gift packs. All that, uh, and you'll get fifteen percent off when you use the promo code We Tackle and all. So, things. can I give some marital advice? Um, if you find something as a husband that you really like, don't share it with anybody because then if they like it, they take all yours. Uh, this is definitely not approved by the faith portion of the podcast. Selfishness not endorsed by the faith portion of the podcast. Give, give, give would be the way to go there. Give, give, give. That's all I do. Yeah. Sacrifice for others. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, love does not <laughs> keep a record of wrongs or of coffee Be consumed. Because if you if you, <laughs> if you you share that you like it and you want them to try it, all they do is take, take, take. Well, you know, that's the thing. That's every the time old... I come home, when, during this COVID, every time I've come home, I was reminded of this scene in a movie. All right? It's like the, the bird that's coming back to the nest. And all you see are beaks up in yeah. the air looking, food, feed me, oh, feed, me feed me, feed me, feed me more, more, more. Um, 
I love them all, though. I, had, I, I had, love them all, and I would die for each and every one of them. Remember the the commercial about, I think it was a Geico commercial, where the raccoons are in the garbage cans, and they're like, oh, this tastes terrible. Here, taste it. Why don't we do that when something tastes good? We always do, oh, this is awful. Taste it. No, I don't want to taste it. That's it a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. That's very deceptive. When that it, also not endorsed. Your deception is not yes. endorsed by the Sorry, That's right. But, you know, if it tastes great, we don't say, hey, this is great. Here, have some so I can have less. Um, a decision made the other day by, I would say, the headline recruit in Ohio State's 2021 uh, class, Jack Sawyer, defensive end, Pickerington North. I really hated to see him opt out of his senior year to prepare for his college career. Are you surprised? Uh, Pick North and Pick Central are going to open the season on Sunday, August 30th. Their big rivalry game, they're going to play it first game of the season. Um, No, I'm not surprised when NFL players have the option to opt out and college players are opting out and star college players are opting out. Have any star NFL players opted out? Like real stars, Uh, Pro Bowl guys? Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, there's some front liners. Uh, but none of the like quarterbacks. Like no are, Drew Brees, no Tom Brady, not, no, no mega stars. Yeah, but there's yeah. some really good players that have opted out. But a lot of those really good players that have opted out, they have personal reasons. It has to be made perfectly clear that you and I don't mind if uh, if for COVID reason for NFL guys or even college guys, even high school guys. Bruce, I'll, I'll get to your point here because I know what you're saying. Yeah. I don't mind at all because my whole thing I've been preaching about since this thing started is give people the option right. to play or not play. And if I if I endorse giving someone the option, I certainly am not going to mock them for choosing right. freely not to play. Yeah. And so I get your point. And here's what what I want to take where I want to take that. I don't know. The young man's personal situation. Yeah. I don't know if he's nervous about getting COVID or he's got his grandparents living with. I, I can't make that choice for him. That's very personal. No, true. Very I think point. where you're going and where you want to take me is, are we going to see this more from star high school athletes that say, well, why play my senior year? I'm already committed. This way I can get ready and gain weight physically and go to Ohio State enroll in January, then compete in spring football to try to be able to earn some playing time. Is yeah. that where you were taking yeah, that? Yeah, and I was also taking it to – there are multi-levels to this. Sometimes, you know, life is not black and white. Sometimes it is. It is in the case of truth. You know, there's truth. There's not your truth, my truth. There's only one truth. In this case, I think it is gray because we're in an unusual situation where uh, Jack Sawyer doesn't know – if he's going to get to play six games for Pick North, if he's going to get to play in the playoffs, he doesn't no. know if the season's going to happen. He also doesn't know if Ohio State's going to play football in the spring or if Ohio State's not going to play football until the fall of 2021. Uh, the people who could help him know that aren't helping him know that. <laughs> the Big Ten is not helping him know that. If Jack Sawyer had an announcement from the Big Ten that we're going to start playing spring football on this date and whatever, he'd have more information, he could make a better decision. But I have to bring up, I, I totally 100% support Jack Sawyer's right to make the decision Absolutely. for himself. 100% support well, that. He and his, I'm sure his parents, his parents are. All, over or, and above everything, I support his decision to make his own decision, like I do high schools to make their own decision. My personal reaction to his decision is 
you only get a chance to be a kid once. Yeah. And you only get a chance to be a senior once. And I just remember in my own case that year being very special. And I hate to see a young person give it up because now decades removed from that time, I I know what I would have missed had I not done it, had I not participated in sports as a senior. And I presume Jack Sawyer would have a great senior year in football. And I just wonder if that's a decision that later on might regret. he might regret or he's missing out on something. Um, so I'm not hu- – I you know me. I'm not in favor of guys enrolling early. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I am. I, I, like, I like guys to like be a kid while you can be a kid. So what we're seeing – Travion is- Henderson running back North Carolina is also opting out of his senior year. Yeah. So this is and, – and, and how this works is – Is that North Carolina or the Oklahoma – Running blood. I think Henderson's from North Carolina. Well, there's a running back from Oklahoma. Their leading rusher. Who oh, uh, uh, the Oklahoma Sooners running back is opting out. Yes. Yeah. Which I wonder if Trey Sermon might transfer back because he'd know the. <laughs> I would. Their play. I would. If I'm Trey Sermon. Yeah. If he's welcome if he back, wants I to would. Play. But I'm just thinking, like, you know how this works. We nobody used to enroll early. Then somebody decided, hey, I'm going to enroll early. I can graduate now. It's very common for guys to enroll early. Nobody used to skip bowl games. Now it's very common for guys to skip bowl games. Now that Jack Sawyer and Travion Henderson, two of the top 25 players in the country, are opting out, and there's probably others, but they're opting out amid a COVID era, I think in the future we're going to see this become as common sure. as enrolling early is in eras where there is no COVID. There is no anything. Because Sawyer and Henderson, they haven't signed because they can't sign until December. But they're not, they don't need – do they need to play to get an offer? No, no. They don't. They don't need to play. So they're looking at it like, well, I don't need to play. Why would I go out there and get hurt? So, I'm in it for me. Which I'm, I'm just going to say, if the, if the decision comes down to I'm doing what's best for me, it is by definition a selfish decision. But sometimes a selfish decision is a good decision. Yeah. It just is. Well, I, I – I'm, I agree with you, but I think what we're seeing is, I mean, we have no doubt that this is going to happen. Because the, the end game is the NFL for guys with the mindset, even for 18 For Jack years, Sawyer. Jack Sawyer's looking right at Chase now, Young, and right. he's thinking, in three years, that's me. Right now, the end game is for the NFL. Yeah. The, like, great recruits, five-star recruits, all of them think they're going to be NFL players. Yeah. Yeah. They all think they're going to play as a freshman. They all think they're going to be all Big Ten or all American, and they all think they're going to go to the NFL. And so they're giving themselves the best chance possible. By doing that, though, they are denying themselves an opportunity to create a memory for a lifetime. That's your senior, for me anyway, and this could be senior mer- uh, senior year for band. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, my, my son was also involved with fall productions and, and acting and all that stuff. This, this could You could lose those great memories that, that you create uh, for yourself. But if you're single-minded and you want to, hey, my goal is to start at Ohio State, I'm done with Pick North, that's his choice and his right to make. He doesn't have to be forced to play. Uh, that's just the way it is. But I'm not surprised that this happens because, if you so eloquently put, when we start seeing guys sit out meaningless bowl games because they don't want to get hurt for the NFL, I get it. I really do. And so why should it be any different for a high school kid? You yeah. know, because when you get an offer 
and you accept or commit to a school, that offer isn't binding because there's nothing signed. It's, no, it's you can just verbal, right? You tear your knee up. They can. I mean, they sell. I would say seldom do. Yeah. But they can oh, say, mm, sorry yeah. about it. Yeah, well, if they need a scholarship, yeah. maybe not. Okay, well, you can gray shirt, meaning you can enroll the following course. Right, they can, <laughs> they can not tell you to go away, right. but they can extend an offer that's not as appealing as the, sure, come on in right away and rehab and we're got you and no worries. Yeah. You know, they have yeah. ways of letting you know. I mean, they could take another guy at your spot, yeah. you know, all that stuff. So um, that's where we are. I, I just, I thought, man, dude, what a what an experience you're giving up Yeah. when you give that up. And I think, how tough is it going to be for him on August the 30th to stand there on the sidelines and watch his guys play Pick Central? And if Pick maybe Central he wins go. that game, maybe uh, he won't go. I, I don't know. I would, you know. I, I wonder I, how his teammates feel. I would feel it. upset. I would feel, I'm just being honest, right? Like, I yeah, would yeah. I would feel, because I'm, I'm 18, I'm not 54, right. or I'm not 30. Well, he, yeah, he playing in a league. That's what my wife tells me all the time about our kids. You know, they get in a situation and I'm like, well, why didn't they say this? Or why don't they do this? She's like, because you're, you've had the benefit of years of life experiences. Kids aren't going to do that. Yeah. And I tend to. It's interesting that you say that because I just had a conversation um, about that. Um, But if I'm 18, I'm ticked. You let us down. Yeah. I, I, I I mean, seriously, because I've, I've actually done that with NFL players where have I confronted them? I would be so angry because you're you're not invested in our team. I mean, we started, <clears throat> most of these kids, we started this journey when we were seven or eight years old yeah. in Little League football yeah. or youth football, whatever it's called now. Yeah. And, and now all of a sudden wild. you're abandoning us at the end of our journey? I know. Uh, so, and I don't have any problem with somebody calling them out for that. When you make that decision, you have to expect – that type of fallout. But just, it's a great piece of advice that Sherry gave you again, is that, because my one of my daughters was asking me, you know, you, you always give out this uh, advice. And I said, look, not everything's based off my personal philosophy. Everything that I tell you is based off personal philosophies that has sometimes something to do with it, but it's also based off of my life experiences things that I've, I've experienced that you haven't had. And I'm just sharing those with you to help you make a decision on which what you want to do or which way you want to go. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, we are sponsored by our attorney friends at Willis Spangler Starling. We hope that you will remember Stan, Kelly, and all the great attorneys at Willis Spangler Starling. If you have a need for legal advice, if you need legal representation, if you need to know your legal rights, Willis Spangler Starling is online at willisattorneys.com. Their specialties extend to every area of the law, including workers' compensation, personal injury, wills estate planning. Those are the three big ones in terms of most common uh, situations that you will encounter, but the law applies to everything, and you need an attorney who is uh Acquired the expertise in all those different applications. You will find that attorney at Willis Spangler Starling, willisattorneys.com. They're located on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard. Go in, meet with an attorney. You will get the answers that you need. You will get people of the highest integrity and character. Willis Spangler Starling, online, willisattorneys.com. This is why I asked you if this was credible or not, but... Okay, is this new or is this what you sent me yesterday? It came from six minutes ago. Okay, from six minutes ago. Um... From uh, Jeff Snook. Jeff is a friend of mine. Jeff is a former 
college football reporter uh, for the Palm Beach Post. Jeff is a native of Ashland, Ohio. Jeff is a uh, f- uh, Jeff is a common um, fixture around Ohio State. He's uh, written, I believe, he's written a book on a season that Ohio State had in the Cooper era. I think maybe the Trestle era. He's done numerous Ohio State books. That tells you a little bit about Jeff's background. Uh, Jeff was uh, prominently cited on Facebook during the Urban Meyer Zach Smith stuff. Jeff still has contacts, um, you know, throughout college athletics and sources information and writes on his own Facebook page. So here's what he's published. Just see what the date is. I mean, make sure we get the date right. It says eight hours ago. Okay. From Jeff's Facebook? From Jeff's, yeah, Facebook. Okay. Uh, He says, Ohio State's AD working on a plan to get five other Big Ten teams to participate in a 10-game schedule this fall. Your Uh, plan. Yeah, that was my plan. I hatched on Twitter the other day. Gene Smith does listen to you. We've just learned <laughs> sure that. he does. Just, or at least he follows you on Twitter. Yeah, so I'm reading this cold, so I'll apologize if I stumble over it. Uh, he says that Gene Smith, with the full support of uh, Christina Johnson, who will become the president of Ohio State on August the 24th, uh, has for the past week been trying to convince at least five other university presidents to move forward with a 10-game season to be played among six teams. Jeff says one source told him that today. Each would play the other five Big Ten teams twice, home and road, uh, conclude in mid-December, no Big Ten title game in Indianapolis. Uh, As of Tuesday night, Jeff's source claimed that Penn State, Nebraska, Iowa, on board, they hope to convince two other universities, Wisconsin and Michigan. Where's Michigan, Michigan State? Michigan's parents, Michigan State is, I think Mel Tucker knows he's got nothing this year and he doesn't want to start 2-8. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think he's like, yeah, well, let's, let's just shut I her never, down. Actually, I never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, he knows so. he's got nothing. I mean, nobody expects anything out of Michigan State this year. Uh, Michigan's parents did send their own letter to Kevin Warren the other day. So... Here's a tick. Let's just tackle this. If you're Jim Harbaugh and your AD Ward Manual and your president come in and say, well, Jim, you know, we've been really good with the testing. We're going to, High State wants us to join them, Iowa, Nebraska, blah, 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 blah. Home and home. You play them in Ann Arbor. You play the Buckeyes in Columbus. Does Jim Harbaugh want to play? And in his heart of hearts, he knows he's going to lose twice. And after what he said about Al Washington not wearing a mask and the Dave Biddle report that they're going to run up, run up 100 points on him if they can, does Jim Harbaugh want to play Ohio State twice in a season and drop to 0 and 7? I don't know. Against Ohio State and have I'd... four. I mean, you and Harbaugh have the same. You, you guys are remarkably similar in that you're both raised by fathers who were coaches, same era, played against each other, contemporaries, college and NFL. He wanted to be a football player from the time he could walk. You wanted to be a football player from the time you could walk. You mm-hmm. both dedicated yourselves to it. You both accomplished it. You both had really remarkable careers in the NFL. You've both done very well for yourself afterward. Football has given both of you everything. pretty much everything you have in life. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you're as qualified as anybody, maybe more not as much as his brother, but, I mean, you you can certainly understand his mindset. I absolutely understand his mindset. It's interesting that you bring that up because I was going to go directly to his mindset. You asked me if Jim Harbaugh, the question was, now correct me if I'm wrong, the question was, um, does Jim Harbaugh want to come to Ohio State and potentially, or play Ohio State twice this year and potentially be 0-7? And knowing Jim Harbaugh, and I, I do think there's a similar mindset. We're not exactly like, mm-hmm. but they're similar and a lot of similarities. 
Uh, 100%. He's a competitor. Yeah, he wants to 100%. Okay. He's, yeah, I, in his mind, he's thinking, no, we can beat those No, guys. he doesn't look at it like I'm going to be 0-7. He looks at it like I'm going to be 2-5. 2-5. And and Even it, after getting his... I'm but just whooped yes, twice yes. in the last two years by but huge numbers. We don't I mean, I don't think like that. Like I, I think of okay. like like the what's well. the trade to win. I'm, I'm sure just, that's I'm how he's thinking about it. Oh yeah. I, I have no doubt about that. Well, it would make sense if their their parents are right. You you'd have to get the parents on board if you're gonna do it. So I think you can count on Nebraska, you can count on Iowa, you can count on Penn State, you can count on Michigan, you got Ohio State, you only need to convince one more. Yeah. I don't think Wisconsin wants any part of it. I think Barry Alvarez, I saw his quote on the crawl, it's the right decision. Minnesota has said none of their players nor their parents have complained about this. So Minnesota's not in. Um, Northwestern's not in. No. Rutgers, Maryland, Illinois. not in. And I don't think Lovey wants to be in a league with... I mean, how, who's Lovey going to beat in that uh, crew? Is Indiana in? I haven't heard anything See, about See, if you're Indiana. Tom Allen, you kind of have gotten Indiana, like, to an elevated place for Indiana, okay? You're, you're in as good a condition as Indiana's been for a while. If you're Tom Allen and you're playing Nebraska, Iowa, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, the only one of those you got a chance to beat, in my opinion, is Nebraska at home. If you're Tom Allen, do you want to go one and nine and have a one and nine or a two and eight on your resume after know. you've been in bowl games the last? I think they were in a bowl game last year, but they've been hovering right around five hundred. Players in a program feeling good. You would agree with me that. One and nine is not good for the mental state of a football team. Yeah. The belief that we're, hey, we're coming, baby. Indiana, we're building. It's a hard case to make when you're one and nine. Yeah. We're fine. No, no. We're fine, fellas. We're going to get to play Rutgers, Maryland, Purdue in 2021. Don't worry. Pay no attention to the one and nine. Doesn't that underscore how far you are from where you ultimately want to get? Well, Again, I can't think like that, nor would I ever think like that, because mm -hmm. if I thought like that, then I would never leave my house. Yeah, true. You know, I just, and if you're at Indiana, you know that you're you're fighting <laughs> to get to 500. That's not a, it's not a knock on Indiana. It's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're, you're, you're never going to be Ohio State. I think everybody understands that, but... You, if you're a competitor and you're a Big Ten player or you're a Big Ten coach, uh, you want to play. You want to take your shot at the title. If you don't, then you need to find a new line of work. So that's just a mindset that I don't, I don't think about. Now, I do think there's a case to be made. Like I remember when I was talking to Tom Herman, and Tom Herman said, "Well, you know, I'm not just going to take any job. I'm here at Houston." I have a great program. Mm -hmm. I get paid well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a better chance of winning here to say if I would go to Rice or to or a Power 5 school like a Illinois or an Indiana or Rutgers. Yeah. Houston would be a better job than sure. Rutgers. Sure, would it of not course. Be? Absolutely it would be. I think UC is a better job than Illinois. I do too. I really do. Because, you know, right now UC is ranked 
you see, for 13th. those of you not here, 13th in University 13th. of Cincinnati. It's our one chance for the national title. I tweeted that out again last night. Ohio's best chance and only chance, but it's our best chance, and they're ranked 13th. So, uh, by the way, happy birthday to Coach Luke Fickle, who happy, uh, his birthday yesterday. Oh, congratulations, Luke. So maybe we – I wonder if we can get him on. Sure, of course. So whenever he we, – we'll, we'll, we'll bring him in on Zoom. We'll even have him on camera with us. Okay. But right. this thing, it's delayed. It's not much delayed. The picture is. See, the, well, watch. I'm going to reach for my drink right here. Now you're going to see. See there, I reach for my drink. It was like two seconds behind. You can't deal with a two-second delay? No. It's very distracting. All right. Sorry about that. All right. That's all right. Well, we are in a basement. We are in a basement. <laughs> my house, not mom's house. Uh, distractions can be a problem in business, in your small business. What kind of distractions? Well, you got paperwork, right? You got payroll. You got ordering. You got compliance issues. Man, I wish I had somebody who could help me with this so I don't have to spend all day on the phone or all day in front of the computer. Well, here's the good news. You do have somebody who can help you with that. Chrissy can help you with that. Uh, I'm going to see Chrissy on Saturday. Chrissy and her husband, Steve, their lovely family. I like to do business with people who are good people, and they are great people at auiinfo.com. They are located in Akron, but they're licensed to service all businesses in the state of Ohio. So you say, well... Uh, I'm not a small business, Bruce. I have like 100 employees. Don't worry. AUI Info can help you. They can line up the best health insurance for your employees. They can help you with HR issues. They'll educate you continuously via what they call AUI University. So click on it, auiinfo.com, auiinfo.com. Your source for all your business questions and all your compliance issues from the state of Ohio, which, you know, governor holds a press conference every day, so the things change <sighs> every day. auiinfo.com, auiinfo.com. Com. Speaking of compliance, mm -hmm. how, how compliant is Baker Mayfield going to be this year? Oh, he's not going to comply with my wishes on the national anthem. I know that. He's going to kneel. Okay. Um, Besides that. I is mean, he going to subject himself to Kevin Stefanski's coaching? I think so. Well, I think he's the – Kevin has been, the I think mentality. he's been humbled. Yeah. Do you think – I that's I, I did. I would hope Baker has yeah. been humbled. I did a national radio show yesterday. There you go. <laughs> Colin Cowherd. <laughs> And the Dan Patrick show the previous day, but hey. Mm. Um, but anyway. Did you get a wee tackle mention in? Uh, yeah. Well, I got... Uh, but have, that was not a very convincing... <laughs> sure, of course. That was a... Uh, flashing through his mind at the time. If I say no, he's going to be very upset. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure I did. Uh, sure, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's the ticket. That <laughs> wow, you're going all the way the back. Liar. John Lovitz. John Chris Spielman. <laughs> no, uh, but... Everything was on Baker Mayfield. It was Colin Coward, and, and you know, obviously he's... He's not team. a fan of Baker He's not Mayfield. a Baker... I actually still am a fan of Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I, I don't know why, because I love accuracy, and yeah. that's just my thing, and I think he's very accurate and can be. He just has to uh, live it 365 mm -hmm. days a year. I don't think he's done that. Good point. Uh, if he's done that, um, I think he has a chance to be really good. I do think there's going to be some struggles this year for this reason and this reason only. This is his third offense mm -hmm. in three years. Yep. So how much of a disadvantage is it to have a young quarterback who's going into his third year to have three offenses in three different years? It's not ideal. That, I mean, he's got great players around him. I, Nick third Chubb, different head coach. Njoku, Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. I mean – if they can get it together, then the Browns, again, the NFL is different. The NFL is you can get good in a hurry. You can. Uh, especially Look at today's. the Ravens. People are picking the Ravens. I've actually seen people pick the Ravens to go 16-0. and 0. Yeah. 
the, the, the interesting thing that, and I heard this on NFL radio yesterday, and it was, I thought it was a great point, and I've, I've thought about this, you've thought about this. Who's going to respond best to COVID, right? I mean, that's not a question, but, I mean, that's not, and everybody gets that, but it's like anything could happen. Like, you could get three offensive linemen that you have to shelve, and you're sure all of a sudden you're playing with three practice yep. uh, squad offensive linemen yep. or two practice squad offensive linemen. So I think the NFL had great vision, and you talked about leadership and vision by expanding those practice squad rosters up mm-hmm. to 16 players. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, if I were running a team, if I were Rick, I haven't talked to him about this. I will ask him this because I think it's an interesting question. I would have at least seven or eight offensive linemen I would too. on that practice squad. I'd have at least one or two guys who could play <laughs> left tackle better than they if could only, play better than they could play dead well you know but yeah, that's well, hard I mean, because yeah. there aren't that many guys <laughs> right. who can play yeah, left tackle. they wouldn't be on practice but i mean better. i'd at least have guys who've played it somewhere right. because uh assuming you have a right-handed quarterback that's a very very important spot um uh, so, joe burrow uh supposedly ahead, yeah. is uh uh cultivating a very good relationship with aj green i hope no tyler boyd well he says i he love can re- tyler boyd. he says he can read tyler boyd's body language when he's going into and coming out of his cuts, and he says they're just on the same page. Now, he didn't say anything bad about A.J. Green. The other thing, they asked Joe Burrow if he'd be nervous for the season opener, and he laughed, and he said, when have you ever known me? When have you ever heard anybody say I've been nervous about anything? So the Joe Burrow moxie confidence, hubris, whatever you want to call it. I would say to Joe this. I love it, but different NFL world. is a humbling <laughs> yes, game it is. because there were times where I thought I was the baddest man on the planet and there was times that I was so embarrassed that I couldn't sleep at night because I had to go in and watch the film the next day when Kevin Mack ran me over yeah or when House Ballard drove me 35 yards Harold House Ballard yes wow well, that didn't happen to you very often. No, it didn't. But it happens I'm, to everybody. Yeah. It happens a, to everybody. And that's the beauty of the NFL, man. It It's so – these guys are so good. Yeah. It's so – they're so good. And, you know, I I got to – like everybody, I haven't seen your – I well, this – do you have an I Love Me room where you have all your state championship stuff No, I don't. Is, they're in a box. Is, okay. <laughs> I wondered if we'd get to a state championship mention today. I thought, wow, we went all through that high school sports thing, and he never talked about me being a state uh, champion. Nothing in our house, but in our garage, I have, like, pictures and stuff and trophies or whatever. And when I walk in there and, I, and I'm not doing something, I just start looking around. You know, look at the first thing that goes through my mind. Is, How blessed you are? No. How did I ever play against these guys, man? It just amazes me. Like the further you're removed, yeah. it's like, yeah. and I'm walking around with a limp and all that crap, and <laughs> I'm saying, and I would do it all over again sure in a heartbeat would. without hesitation. But I just, it just amazes me. It's not anything about me. It, what it is is after I come home from doing an NFL game mm-hmm. and watching the film all week and talking to coaches and talking to these players and watching them practice, then having the uh, blessing of watching football for a game, to watch these guys, it just amazes me at their talent. So I just texted Rick, by the way, how many offensive linemen are going to be on a practice squad? Uh, He said three or four, depending on how many you keep on the 53. Usually the total is probably 10 to 12. 
For the whole team, yeah. For the whole team. I'd rather have 12 than 10. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, okay. Ready for the uh, faith portion of the podcast? I am. All right. Fantastic. What do you have for the I, uh, people today? I was going to have you go first. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go first today. I have to get to mine because mine is going so, on a subject of fear again. Yeah. So I mentioned uh, just a few moments ago that I'm going to Akron on Saturday to, to uh, introduce my family to Chrissy and her, oh, you, are, you, are, you are going up there, and nice. her family, right? Um, from AUI, because you know I've only talked to Chrissy on Zoom. I know her husband Steve from working with Steve at ESPN Cleveland. They have kids. We have kids, and Steve said we just want to have some friends over who uh, share a common approach to life, and yeah. we want to introduce good people we know That's who've cool. never met each other to other good people. A few uh, I didn't Saturdays get my ago. invite, but hey, no, you oh, didn't. It's all right. I, just, I knew, you know, <laughs> if you think this is the hinterlands, what are my chances of getting you to make a two-hour drive to Akron? Uh, <laughs> Good point. A <laughs> couple Saturdays ago, uh, I invited over for dinner uh, someone who was on a leadership call with me for the last ten weeks uh, because I just knew that they would click with my wife and they would click with my family, and I wanted to meet their spouse. Because I knew I would click with their spouse. And, you know, that's really, you can tell when you, maybe you've met somebody who's like, you know, you ought to meet this guy because you guys, you guys would get along. I've had a lot of that in the last year and a half in my life. That's great. I, I, I don't have a lot of that in my life. And I just, but. I'm, well, your, I'm wife's a, a, I'm, your wife's I'm a, a social person. She would like to have more people over. She's very social. Yeah, and she and would. I'm, and I'm like. Total up. You're, I mean, you're you know shy. Me for a long you're time. shy. Yeah, you are. I just don't. Yeah. So here's the thing. When I think about, you know, inviting that person and their spouse over to our house, or when I think about taking my family to Akron to meet somebody that they don't know, but I'm pretty sure they're going to click. Um, I think about who would, let's, on this concept, who would I like to introduce you to? Somebody really cool that you need to meet. And I thought, you know, that's the essence of evangelism. Right. That's the essence of evangelism is that if I can get you who are watching to really understand and know the character of Jesus Christ, who he is, his amazing capacity to love and forgive, uh, his wisdom, his um comfort, his direction, if I can get you to really know him, know who he is, know how much he cares for you, I really don't have to make a sales pitch for you to put your faith in him for your eternal destiny. It's, uh, for me, an issue of really getting you to understand how he's already demonstrated his love, how he's already demonstrated his wisdom, how he's already demonstrated his compassion, his grace. And if I could just get you to think about him as you would think about someone if I said, hey, you know, you're good at this. I got to introduce you to this person. You like this. I got to introduce you to this person because they like it. You two will get along. You two will really hit it off. How often do we say that about you know, uh, I'm gonna play I golf. Never do. I'm playing golf with a buddy. I'm gonna bring this guy because you guys will really hit it off. If I could get you to really give Jesus a chance to yeah. understand who He is, what His character is, why He came, what He did, 
what it means for your eternal destiny, you too would really hit it off. How do you do that? First of all, <clears throat> people are very uncomfortable talking about their faith. I, I have no, and I get that. I understand that because there's point in my life where I was uncomfortable talking about my faith. And I, I mean, I've even said it's a private thing with me, you know? Yeah. I think the easiest way for me is if I could just have a conversation with someone to say, what do you think happens after you die? Yeah. Like, have you, have you reconciled in your own mind? What do you think happens after this life is over? When I'm We're at, in an era yeah. now with COVID where that may be an easier conversation for people to have. Well, you know, and what do you think <clears throat> happens after this life? I'm going to, I always say, well, you know, people will ask me a question and I always introduce faith by saying, well, here's what works for me. Yeah. Or, so, or like you'll say, what's your plan for retirement? Most people have particularly in our age group, we've got a plan. Well, I've been saving in my 401k. Well, I've worked for Nationwide for years, and I've been socking away money, and they co corporate match. And so, you know, how long are you going to work? What's your plan for retirement? Maybe you ask, what's your plan after that? What's your eternal retirement plan? You th is, that, is that it? Like you die, you go in the ground, that's it? You, do, you have an, do you have a soul? What happens to your soul? Do you believe in a soul? If people say, well, yeah, I believe there's probably something after. Well, what do you believe it is? How do you... Have, what's your plan for that? And my plan for that is I got no way of providing for that. Yeah. But Jesus has a way that he assures me I'm taken care of. And that is me putting my faith in what he's already done. That's why on the cross he said, it is finished. What's it? Providing an eternal retirement plan for everyone. But you have to, like, claim it for yourself. What he did, I claim for me. So, I'm good. So this this again is proof of uh, we we are really a lot of times on the same wavelength because we don't rehearse or talk about what we're going to talk about Not at all in the faith segment or in any frankly any part of the show. But no, we don't. You know, sometimes I'm a little more prepared than Bruce is. Yeah, you like definitely on Monday do the show prep for sure. <laughs> no, I just pay attention to what's going on in my world. But yeah. anyway, uh, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> That a boy, Chris. Good job. Good job, man. My wife always says that. What do you want from me? A good job? Like, hey, I gave her the, hey, maybe you didn't notice, but I took the trash out again. <laughs> again, love keeps no record of wrongs. <laughs> oh, God, help me, Chris. All right. to uh, Just to be um, um, clear about this, you know. Through my life experiences, I've been given the burden, but a bigger honor of talking to many people who are caretaking or living with somebody uh, that is getting ready to go home, die, go to heaven. And I say burden because I feel their angst and I feel their sadness. Uh, the blessing is that Sometimes people will ask me to uh, be a part of that, and how do how do how do you deal with this? And I've struggled for a long time, struggled for a long time, and I know that we have listeners right now. We have to just by just by percentages, right? Just it has mm -hmm. to be. Yep. Where somebody in their life is close to going home. Somebody close, maybe somebody very close in their life that is close to going home. 
And I want to assure you of this. And don't lose sight of this. In fact, hold this in your heart. Hold this verse close to you. Read it daily. Read it hourly if you need it. And it's a popular verse. And it's a verse that's read at most of the funerals that I've attended. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a little intro. It says, as children of God, we have an even better life ahead of us, one with our Savior, Jesus Christ, in a life where God will wipe away every tear from your eyes. There shall be no more death, no more sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for these things have passed away. And so for those of you that are saying your goodbyes to somebody that you love, understand please, that what's waiting for them, they will never feel pain or sorrow or death or fear ever again. Mm -hmm. So just let that comfort your heart as you let them go. And that's a promise. It's not a wish. Hope, biblically speaking, is a promise. In a secular definition of hope, is a wish. So you have hope and a promise that the person that is getting ready to go home will never, ever suffer again. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, was a great comfort to me when I lost my father, my mother, because uh, in their late stages of life, uh, they were very limited physically. My mom was limited physically and mentally. Obviously, Stephanie went through an well, tr- unbelievable ordeal. I was I was praying that God would take my dad because he was yeah. in a room on a ventilator, not doing anything but staring at the ceiling. Yeah, and I prayed the same for my mom. My father went quickly overnight, but even in the time between the time his aorta burst and the time that he uh, breathed his last, he was in tremendous pain, and I just wanted him... I wanted him to die. It was the most compassionate thing that I could want for him at that time because I knew where he was going. There's such a sense of relief, wasn't there? And he knew where he was going. When the doctor came in the room and what was so, um, it just struck me. Um, My father had had open heart surgery 20 years before he died. Mm -hmm. And... Your father's a cancer survivor, too, yep. is he not? Yep. Thank you, Dr. Schuler, Dave Schuler. Yep. Great man. Um, so my father was not in a condition where he could have another open-heart surgery, which is the only way to fix an aortic aneurysm. And the doctors made the diagnosis at uh, OSU hospitals and came in the room, and they were, look, it's not a pleasant conversation no matter how many times a doctor has it with a family member. So he started in, and he was hesitant to tell me what I what I knew he was going to tell me. Mm-hmm. And I said, you don't have to explain to me what's going to happen. I said, I understand my father's going to die. And I said, all we care about is getting him out of pain because we know where he's going. Yeah. We don't, there are no conversations that he and I need to Amazing. have. There's no conversations that he needs to have with his wife of 60 plus years. There's no conversation he needs to have with my brothers. We've had all that settled. We are at peace with where he's going. I told my dad, I went in the room, I said, you know where this is headed, right? And he said, yeah. So another doctor came in, 
And he said what he used to say all the time late in his life. Do you know my friend, King Jesus? Goes back to that thing that I said. I don't want to introduce you to Jesus. I want to introduce you to somebody really cool that you two are going to hit it off. And my dad was quoting scripture to this doctor. And she's like, wow, you really know your Bible. And he's like, yeah. Do you have the same piece that I have? And she said, yes. So, I mean... To the end, that was what he was looking forward to, that hope you talk about. Yeah. He had that, it wasn't, it was a certainty. Doesn't the Bible define hope as the certainty of things to come? Yes, that, that's the what I'm saying. It's not a wish, it's a promise. It's a promise. And biblically speaking, in the definition of hope. Yeah, and that is the very definition of peace. It's the very answer to what I said earlier about what's your retirement plan beyond your retirement plan. Yeah. You know, do you have that settled? Uh, if you don't have that settled, uh, we would love nothing more. The whole reason we do the podcast is so, um, and I don't, uh, this sounds worse than, than I want it to sound. I said, I want you to have the peace that we have. And I'm not like holding that up like, hey, look, you know, I got something you don't. Everyone can have it. Um, everyone can have it. And we want you to have it. That's what we want above everything is for you to have that peace. So Alrighty. Uh, that's why we do the podcast. Uh, we hope that you um, will send us an email nominating someone for COVID-19 relief. Uh, we hope that you'll um, you know, start telling your friends about the podcast and uh, hopefully we'll grow our audience and do all the things that uh, we want to accomplish with this podcast, which are kingdom things. And I don't know why this music is not playing. I can't figure it out, but... Uh, we uh, enjoyed being with you today on Facebook Live. Enjoyed being with you on our friends from StreamYard. That'll do it for us. Uh, we will talk to you again on Friday. Uh, everybody have a great day.